welcome to another episode of the Authentic Path podcast. This is episode number three, and I will be interviewing Ross Wild, who is a musician. He goes to Santa Clara University, where I go. He is really amazing. I remember the first time I saw him perform live, my jaw literally dropped for minutes. Like his whole performance, it just flew by. He is, if Bob Dylan were dead, he'd be the reincarnation of Bob Dylan, but uh, Bob Dylan's not dead. Thank goodness. Anyway, Ross is a really amazing musician and an amazing person, and it was such a privilege to get a chance to talk to him. He is really, really, really good, and you'll have a chance to actually hear him play on the podcast one of his songs, so that's super exciting. This podcast was recorded live, so the audio quality is a little bit worse than some of the other ones, but it's still definitely a good thing to listen to, and there's a lot in here for you to learn about. It's all about art, music, and all of the other things that you could possibly want to know about in terms of art and music. So if you're interested in those things, check out this podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun recording it with Ross, so please enjoy. This is Phelan on The Authentic Path. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Ross, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, excited to have you. Yeah, so let's just get started with um, a little bit about your background and why you started playing music. Yeah, so um, I'm 20 now, and uh, my dad started teaching me a guitar when I was probably about five. I taught myself piano from a very young age because I saw my sisters playing piano, and uh, it kind of drew me towards it of something that something that I wanted to. Uh, it's kind of a sibling rivalry thing, and mm-hmm. I, they mm-hmm. kind of inspired me to learn my learn by myself. And in that in that way, I never really learned how to read music on guitar or piano, and I play by ear. So I, I, I listen to songs, and I kind of absorb different aspects of different songs, like kind of like a sponge, and then I I draw from that and create my own. Music. Music. Cool. So, yeah. so you have two older sisters? Two, two older sisters, much nice. older, yeah. Do you have any uh, other siblings? Or just no, no, just two sisters? sisters, yeah. Cool, and they're both musicians too still, or just when they were younger? Just when they were younger, yeah. Just nice. they growing up, they had lessons, professional lessons. Cool. Yeah. So I haven't heard any like piano on any of your songs. Is mm. that something you want to do in the future? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I just haven't really gotten around to it. It's it's, diffi- it's difficult to record, mm. honestly. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, guitar, you just put a mic in front of the in front of the sound hole and record and, and piano it's a more complicated uh, art totally yeah. yeah so your lyrics are like some of the best <laughs> lyrics I've, I've heard I remember <laughs> um, I went to our school's museum and they had a, a performance and you were there <sighs> and my jaw was just like dropped the entire time and that was the first time I saw you perform so how do you like write songs and how do you come up with your lyrics and do yeah. you have any like, favorite lyrics oh yeah um, a lot of my songs are, are most most of them I'd say are are more solemn and sad, uh, and that's because I folk use music. it as a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use it as a <laughs> that's the definition of folk music. Um, I use it as kind of a coping mechanism sometimes, and it really helps a lot. I kind of talk to myself in my songs and kind of uh, work things out in my songs, mediate issues that I have mm. with myself, and I just draw on aspects aspects about life. And um, and in all honesty, I, I I take a lot of ideas from other from other artists like I'll I'll hear something and sometimes I hear it wrong or or sometimes it expire inspires a line or something and I'll I'll mm. write it off that and uh, a lot of them come from Bob Dylan cuz he just wrote so much um, he was a songwriter from mm-hmm. the 1960s mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know but uh, he he wrote so many lyrics and uh, just incredible um, if you let him, he'll he goes really deep inside, and that kind of inspired me from the beginning. Yeah. Cool. So Bob Dylan as an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely has some beautiful lyrics for sure, and, oh, yeah. and songs. You know, mm-hmm. he gets a lot of 
crap for his singing voice, but <laughs> I'm a fan myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to go into, you talked a little bit about, like, how the lyrics come to you and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and talking to yourself and mediating and dealing yeah. with, with internal emotional strife. And I think that's actually, like, a pretty common uh, thread with different ar- types of art and artists. Um, yeah. Like, I, I'm a writer, and I also write some music, and it feels yeah. like it's just a really good way to get through the hard times is just like writing yourself songs or letters or something almost just like to figure out what's inside and then express it somehow oh yeah yeah it's really true yeah um so i'm just curious like when you write those songs does it kind of feel like it it just comes out of you or does it take a lot of like battling with yourself to get the lyrics right and stuff like that yeah um yeah that's a hard question uh i have something i want to say um, when I when when the kind of an idea starts brewing in my mind for a song i have something i want to say and I write as as many lines as I can to say that thing. Mm. And sometimes I, I get close to it, and sometimes I don't really hit it. Um, and sometimes it it deviates from what I wanted to say, but it still comes out as a decent song. Um, uh, so um, I think, I mean, I can give an example of just a song I've written. Yeah. Um, he died in dreams. That one uh, took off, and I don't really know why it was. Um, so popular compared to my other songs, but um, the the lyrics from that to that song kind of came to me. And after I actually had a dream about, um, I, I have a boyfriend, and I and he kind of he he died in 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 my dreams. And and it kinda, I woke up, and you have this feeling when you wake up sometimes from a dream, and and you think it's real. And uh, and I kind of sat down and wrote that song after I had that to kind of talk about the dream because that's kind of like a crippling fear. Wow. And um, that was just uh, that's one example, but that's kind of how I how I went about writing that song. That's really intense. Yeah, it's intense. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So, to move along a little bit. Yep. In terms of your current like trajectory in life, mm-hmm. uh, you are in business school here at Santa Clara University with me, mm-hmm. and um, you're thinking about your future. Yeah. What does that look like in terms of how much music you're playing, or or what you're spending your time doing, and how like. I guess I want to explore what it looks like to move from a hobby to a passion and then to a career and kind of how that looks personally and, and what you're doing with your time mm-hmm. and what you're trying to like brand yourself as versus like what opportunities are coming your way and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's there's ob- uh, there's obviously the art of business when mm-hmm. you're when you're any kind of artist you need you have to have some sort of um, marketing knowledge uh, some sort of marketing knowledge and um, knowledge about your brand and your business and and how you can promote it um, in in certain ways. Use, like using social media and Spotify and all that is is really important to all of that. In terms of where I'm going at this point, I I'm at, I'm at kind of like this limbo stage where I'm I'll keep pursuing uh, music as much as I can. And uh, but but at the same time, I'm kind of using my my dad wouldn't like to hear this, but school at school at this point is I view it as as some sort of backup. It's obviously it's very expensive backup at that, but <laughs> it's um, it's it music is my passion, and I and I and I would be lying if I said I didn't want to uh, have it to support me my entire life. Mm. But um, unfortunately, a lot of the time, um, we live in a world where artists aren't really able to uh, aren't really able to make a, a, a good living uh, expressing themselves um, with art and, and it is really important to society and it's some it's um, 
it's something wrong with society as well. But mm. um, uh, yeah, at this point, I'm I, I have a I have some sort of brand. I have a following, and uh, we'll see where it leads me. I've submitted my my stuff to um, to record companies, <laughs> and mm. I haven't heard back from any of them. But you know, it's 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 really hard to do that and get any sort of response because yeah. they get so many submissions and everything. But, right. Um, yeah. yeah. What was it like first like to release your music onto Spotify and to the internet? Was it scary and um, back up for you? I wasn't gonna do it originally, mm. uh, but wow. um, "He Died in Dreams" was kind of the first great song I, I wrote, I think. And um, they're all pretty good. <laughs> in case you want to go listen. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, and um, I played it at a uh, poetry reading uh, that the Santa Clara Review was doing. Um, it was just kind of an intermission thing, and um, this. Uh, excellent poet uh, named Mighty Mike McGee. He's, uh, from, he's a San Jose poet laureate, and he's, he's excellent if you want to check him out. Um, but he came up to me afterwards and said, hey, you should do something with that song. And I, and I took that, and um, I posted it on my Instagram. And, um, and a, another really important thing is you got to have, you, you got to utilize your connections mm. uh, to get to get uh, your 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 material out to the public, I have this. Uh, my cousin is is his name is Casey Fry, and uh, he has 2.5 million followers on uh, Instagram. He's a comedian, wow. and um, I didn't ask him to do it, but he posted uh, he posted um, he died in dreams on his story, and I that is that's the beginning of of me releasing my stuff on Spotify because I got. You know, once you get requests to release your stuff, and I, I yeah, felt I had to release it. To so, yeah. so I rec- I kind of really quickly recorded a whole album of my material and released it, and uh, and it did pretty well. And a, a huge thanks to Casey Fry as well for for doing that for cool. me. Yeah. Yeah. So part of this podcast, the reason I'm trying to do this is a mm. lot of people I think have these dreams, talents, things that they spend their time doing, but don't actually do anything with it because there's like a lot of fear behind that Mm -hmm. and uh digging into like what exactly that fear is for you before you released this music do you think you were like afraid people wouldn't like it or do you think it wasn't good enough or what was stopping you from releasing the music before you did um yeah that's a good that's a good question yeah that's a big problem with with a lot of um artists i think I think there's always a, a an audience for what anybody does. There's always somebody who's yeah. gonna be interested in it if if you're good at what you do. And um, the reason I wasn't releasing it is because it was a very niche genre that I was writing. Um, it, it's it's kind of inspired 1960s folk music, kind of more c- cerebral writing than uh, more popular songs. Say, yeah, yeah m- m- unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I I I hadn't really heard a lot of that stuff get fame get get popular uh, mm. nowadays, and so I was kind of I was like, who's gonna listen to this yeah. when I when I wrote when I wrote my songs? Um, but that's that's not the right um, that's not the right mentality that artists should have because um, there's always there's there's always an appreciation um, somewhere that'll come from your from your art. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What does it feel like now to have people who actually listen to your music and who love it and tell you that <laughs> you're a good artist and stuff? Oh, it's it's fantastic. I um, yeah, it's 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 unreal. Um, and you know, there's there's a there's always a thing where you, we, I, it was it was great the first like three three or four months. It was kind of um, I got kind of got a high out of it. 
but but then the problem is um, you 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 always you kind of want more, and that's right. just the human condition. You kind of you always kind of want uh, want more recognition, and um, you know I, I, it, it'd be dishonest of me to say that I that I that that, that wasn't me as well. Um, but uh, um, after you get such a, a good response from one song, um, you and then you release another song and it doesn't do as well. Yeah. It it kind of it kind of gets you down a little bit, um, and that's you know that's what happened with my most recent release, mm. and um, which I actually think is really good. Oh, really? Especially thank you. <laughs> the, the first one on the on the two track, uh, Dear Brother. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That one's yeah. awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, um, I mean, just going into. Separate yeah, topic, real quick. Um, the that artists need to move forward with what they want to do. Like, like you, you can obviously the 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 point of art is to in, is to inspire and and to um, evolve. Mm. You know, because art always has to evolve. And and um, I'm kind of getting to a point where I'm um, transitioning from this kind of this folk sound to a different sound and I'm getting a band together and we'll see where it goes but cool. um, uh, I think that's another important thing to keep your audience involved as well to keep kind of yeah. keep everyone on their toes including yourself you yeah know. I think a really good example of a band that's done that is Coldplay oh yeah um, like their new album is so unique and different from mm-hmm. all of their other ones and every album they're like transitioning into a totally new band yeah 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 um, so it's cool that you're you're pursuing changing that yeah we'll see we'll see where it goes <laughs> nice. um, in terms of like what uh, other like passions or hobbies you have do you think that as someone who is pursuing music so intently you have room in your life for other things like or is music pretty much it yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think it is hard to uh, to pursue other things when when you're when you're working on, especially when I'm when I'm when I'm working to release an album or or record yeah. anything. I I have to put all my focus into that, and I, and I really can't take a lot of time to um, to do to do work, you know, to to like to get a get a job <laughs> rather. Um, but uh, with that being said, I think um, it's it's worth it to. To to make sacrifices to um, to do something with your art because a lot of people, me included, a lot of a lot of people have this fear of it leading to nowhere, and to and that it won't get them, um, it won't it'll hinder them from being successful in life, you know, right, financially, right. and that's actually not true, and and no, and a lot of employers actually it, like if you if you release a successful album or or um are involved in some in some bigger artistic um community or something that's notable and uh you you can put that on your resume and that it honestly really helps and um i've had a lot of professors and uh like business professors tell me that this is what sets people apart from from a lot of other people they they, they're passionate about something um other than uh you know stem and right. uh, or data and analytics exactly yeah. yeah a real passion yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah it's 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 important to to follow follow your artistic passions because it because it and any passions yeah 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 absolutely and because it does it it will lead somewhere and and it will um, it will help you be successful in your life and and, yeah. it, and it sets you apart and, and you're unique in that sense so. yeah I think for a lot of people and myself included in the past like there's the chicken and egg problem here. 
where it's like, what kind of effort should I put into a passion that I'm passionate about uh, mm-hmm. before I actually get any traction with it versus like when the traction happens, then yes. do I dive in? And yeah. how do you tell those things? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the the best way you can do you're you know, everyone's, every, every, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming a lot, a yeah. lot, no, a lot of people on this um on listening to this podcast are, are probably younger, uh, and and when when you're young, you have time on your side, and right. and you can try a lot of things, and uh, if it doesn't work out, then then you have time to try something else, and I think it's you won't have um, this amount of time later in life. So so the best thing to do is just dip your toes in as many things as you can, and try as many things as you can, and see where it, where it takes you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was reading this book, and and the author uh, Clayton Christensen talks about kind of this emergent strategy in life where you just try things until something seems to work and then give it your energy yeah. um, until it's not working anymore and then go back and try yeah. things again. Yeah, yeah that's right. a really good that's point. A good, a good plan. Mm-hmm. Going to kind of like being young, what mm-hmm. is it like being on a college campus when you're spending so much of your time working on music and, and uh, how is that for you? Um, you know, it, it's hard to juggle stuff, but um, I wish I had more time to to mm-hmm. practice my art. And uh, and honestly, I was telling my roommates the other, the other the other day that if if I wasn't in school, I could I could have um, I could have written so many more songs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and if I if I if I wasn't at school school and I didn't school right now is kind of a um, crutch for me in a way. And if I didn't mm. have this crutch, I would be forced um, right. to be successful in, in, in my skill, which is being a singer-songwriter. And, um, and that being said, school is extremely important, and, it do, and, and I do have school to thank for um, inspiring me as well. Like, I, 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 I did write a few songs um, uh, based on readings I did in, in English class. Mm. So, uh, um, you know, obviously stand, stand school kids, but um, uh, at the same time, it, it's hard to juggle. It's absolutely, it's definitely yeah. hard to juggle art in school, yeah. Well, there's something about school that I think a lot of people think it's kind of this duality where you either stay in it or you drop out. But mm. if you think about um, most of the top-level schools, I was just listening to a podcast about this, they actually won't let you drop out. Like, you can only <laughs> withdraw. Um, and so if you think about, like, the famous people who dropped out of school, you know, like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or, no, yeah. actually, I don't think Bill Gates did, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, um, yeah. Those guys, like, they didn't actually drop out until they, A, knew that they could be successful and also the entire time they could have gone back. And so mm-hmm. I think that it's really important to know, like, my sophomore year, I took off a quarter from school and traveled to Southeast Asia. Wow. Just to, like, get out of this college mindset and kind of learn about the world a little bit more. Yeah. So you can always take time off and then come back. Um, that's that's a very good point. And yeah. I guess, like, I would just ask you and push you, like, what what do you think is keeping you here? You know, if school is a crutch, like, do you feel like you're here and staying for the same reasons you might have not released your music? and Or, like, is there fear behind it, you think? Oh, yeah. There's a total fear behind it. Um, Which I, is normal. It yeah. Makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah, obviously. I, I, think, I think a lot of people have fear of not being successful in life and and not being able to support themselves and their loved ones financially. Yeah. And it, it's sad that it all comes down to money, but um, it it usually does. You know, you want to get it. You want to have a good career after you uh, after you want to have a, a stable career after right. you, after you get out of college or or in general. And um, the the truth of the matter is, art isn't as stable as you know, like accounting. Right. right. 
And, you know, it's a lot, a lot of people think that uh, account, accounting, a job in accounting kind of sucks the life out of you. Um, but it's, it's necessary to have that, um, to have stability. that stability, Safety, you know? Yeah. 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 Adam Grant, who wrote a book called Originals, mm-hmm. um, he talks about this in the book about how it's really important to be stable, especially financially, so that your psychological energy can not have to stress about yeah. that. And then mm-hmm. actually with your free time, you can be more productive when you're starting your own endeavor. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is really true, especially after college when you're in like a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Whereas college, I feel, is pretty pervasive in terms of the amount of time that you have to put into different things and like socializing and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that can be a little bit tougher. Yeah, I, I think... Uh and I, and I also think that family pressure, like, honestly, yeah, totally I, I'm in agreed, school, yeah. I'm in school because, you know, if I, if I, uh, my parents are extremely supportive and they're, and they're, uh, and they're lovely people, but, um, I know that they would be disappointed if I, if I dropped out of, if I, if I even dropped a quarter, you know, it definitely, it might be good for my, for my art, but I, at this point, I'm in a, I'm in a point where I can balance the two mm. and I'm, I'm at a good equilibrium, I think. And, uh, I don't. I don't really have a need to drop, um, to drop any classes or anything right now. Yeah. Um, cool. And and I think and I think other people can find that equilibrium too if they if they try hard enough. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So I want to take like an intermission or yeah, something and just yeah. play some of your music. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here Ross uh, is just tuning his guitar before he plays. He died in dreams. Your body there 
yourself up high Cause I'll only stay till your tears are dry Thank you. I, that's an abridged version, but uh. <laughs> nice. Um, so listening to that in person, yeah, what an experience! Oh, I've only you. ever heard it live or on Spotify. Oh, you. you talked earlier about the dream that you had uh, and that led up to this song, and yeah. and how intense that was. Mm-hmm. What is it like to like replay this song when you when you play it, and where does your mind go? Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I played it so much. I think that it's more like it's. It, I don't really put. I can't really put myself into that feeling again because mm. that that kind of feeling you only feel once. Yeah. And then right after that, it was kind of. I I had I still had the feeling in me, that so I could write it, but um, I couldn't really add to that song now because I'm not. It doesn't really put me back into what I felt. Right. Um, but. Um, that's that's my that was my experience that I got that led up to writing that song. But um, a lot of people tell me that that oh it, it it's it makes me feel this way or it makes me feel that way and and that's the right feeling too. You know, there's no right way mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to interpret the song and everything. And um, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> I don't want to say gibberish, but there's a lot of just kind of images in the song, just kind of random images and that kind of sums up what I was feeling at that point. But you know, words can invoke many different feelings and different people at the same time. So Yeah. yeah. And so your relationship with your boyfriend seems mm-hmm. pretty special for yeah. this song to come <laughs> out of. Um, do you want to just talk about that and kind of the inspiration to your music? And yeah. Life? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's, um, I wrote, a, I wrote many songs about him a lot, you know, in retrospect that, uh, you know, I don't, I, it was part of me doesn't really want to say like uh, the, what, what each song was about and everything, yeah, but, totally. and, and I won't go into that, but, but, uh, um, because just not because it's personal, just because it's open it, to interpretation. Yeah. It yeah. kind of ruins the, yeah, the yeah. experience. Absolutely. And, uh, but in retrospect, that whole album was kind of about kind of my senior year of high school, and it's just mm. it, kind of compiling everything into kind of one song or into kind of one album, and um, it, it was just kind of a lot of memories. So listening back to those, it kind of brings up a lot of just memories, good and bad. Um, but uh, you know, I'm glad I wrote it. And and another thing, another important thing to note is that when you have an inspiration for something or a 
kind of a desire to do something uh, artistic, you should uh, you should do it in that in the moment you have mm, that. Yeah. Because there, if you think about it too long, there are these demons that come and kind of take it away from you, yeah. and you can't get back into that mindset. And uh, so you just have to do it, and and you'll be very happy you did it uh, after the fact. Because yeah. um, you know if if I if I had ha- waited. After having that dream, I wouldn't have written that song. Right. So. I think dreams are a really good metaphor for that, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, we remember them for the first five, ten minutes of our day, and then they're gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly, if you even just write a dream journal, and, yeah. and that's a great uh, that's a great artistic uh, wellspring of creativity right yeah, there. Yeah, I just started doing that, actually, yeah, like a few it's, weeks ago. It's, it's, yeah, it's a great idea, because um, dreams are, are definitely fleeting, uh, yeah. the memory of dreams. Um, and... Um, uh, you know, and and another thing is is inspire. It's inspired by stories where creativity and art 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 comes from is inspiration mm. from uh, other artists or mm-hmm. uh, or stories, just tr- real life stories. One of the songs I that I wrote uh, was called uh, "You Won't Get Me Twice," and um, uh, that was on in retrospect. And a lot of people listen to that song and say like. God, who who hurt you? Who, who? Uh, what happened to you? And and it's actually really not about me. But um, have you ever have you ever heard of Nick Drake? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he. It's, it, that song is about Nick Drake, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of uh, after listening. Nick Drake was a it was an artist from the it was a singer songwriter from the nineteen seventies, and I think one of the best. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, yeah, one of the best songwriters ever, and and he only wrote he only released three albums. He was way ahead of his time, and he uh, he he failed financially, and uh, he ended up killing himself when he was wow. only 20, uh, 24 or something. Wow. Yeah, and, kind um, of the same genre as like Elliot Smith or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and 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 he, and he got popular in the early two thousands. And if he knew how how popular he would have gotten, that you know, but uh, you know he battles his own demons. But I kind of put myself in his shoes for that song, and wrote the song. If he got over his his uh, his depression and his and his problems, what it would have been like, and you won't get me twice was was talking about um, um, his his demons, like my your, your, yeah. my my depression. You won't my depression won't get me twice, you know. Right. So yeah, I want to like dig into demons a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's like for artists especially, and and everyone, one of the most useful yeah. uh, parts of our lives to think about and feel out and be aware of. Um, and I think what's really interesting is you're talking about songs and how they come to you and in that mood and or emotional state, you have to like get it out there. Mm-hmm. And I think um, one of the most important things to do in life is try to like make the, the space between a reaction to something bigger, right? So that you mm-hmm. can fit more time into that period yeah. and, and kind of feel your emotions for longer without those demons or voices in your head or whatever metaphor yeah. we use, like taking those things away. So do you have any, like, practices for doing that or just, like, jumping yeah, right in? That's a really good point. Um, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, you can't really wait too long once yeah. once you have a feeling. Um, and and because they do they do go away by themselves. Yeah. But, um, but they also come back. It's a time-old human malady that, that we that we don't really face our demons and we right. kind of just leave them be and, and, and think that they'll be fine, kind of brushed under the rug. But um, you know they always kind of bubble back unless you, unless you acknowledge that they're there, yeah. and um, and I think writing about them is a great way to 
uh, to say like I see you and, and yeah. uh, <laughs> go away and, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and and I think it's really healthy to acknowledge um, that they're there and and um, and write about them and think about and spend a lot of time on them. And um, and I think once you once once you have a feeling and you start writing something, um, they that sustains that yeah. sustains the feeling in itself. Just just your 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 hands were writing it. Right. Um, that's why I can't really write songs on my on my uh, phone or mm-hmm. on on a laptop. I have to kind of uh, I always have to do it uh, freehand. Cool. Uh, yeah. Did you so you mentioned earlier to me uh, off air that your mom is a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that you've gotten any of your writing uh, from her? And do you write other things other than music? Oh yeah, I think I think um, your upbringing is really is really um, important of where you where you where you go artistically. And my mom was always kind of like a um, a hippie of sorts. And mm. uh, my mom too. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's great for creativity. I'll tell you that, um, and and for the soul. And uh, and I think um, she she brought me up um, reading to me a yeah. lot. Yeah. And uh, and that is so important for you know inspiration and and sh- and she she read to me um, uh, Garcia Lorca and uh, you know f- f- um, a poet uh, mm. and Lewis Carroll uh, Alice in Wonderland yeah, yeah. and um, Robert Burns and Shakespeare and and just kind of going to bed and from right. a very young age and because she thought it was it was it was um, it would be good for me, like growing up. It'd get it'd make Seems me like smart it has or something. Been good for you. Yeah, yeah and, and and yeah, it, it's helped a lot. And then that that paired with my dad turning me, my dad playing, um, you know, nineteen sixties rock and roll and 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 folk, um, just kind of in the background. Just and the marriage of those two settled and kind of created what. Yeah, it seems like there's a pretty clear path to like where you are today from yeah. where you grew up. And, you know, you can always you can always trace it back. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so to kind of like take that path forward. Yeah. Um, in terms of new songs, you told me you're starting a band, mm-hmm. writing some yeah. more rock type music. Yeah. And what was the the inspiration? Kind of like changing your your tune. You know, yeah, yeah. I part part of me was was that I just you know I'm I'm. I used to listen to a lot of folk, and now I'm just listening to more inspiration. rock yeah. music, and and uh, but you know like soft rock. It's not like yeah. metal or anything, but um, yeah. And I'm seeing the I'm seeing the beauty. I know I didn't used to see the beauty in certain uh, genres of music, gotcha. and uh, there are a lot of popular bands nowadays that are so popular you don't really see. You, people don't really. I didn't really see the genius in it uh-huh. until I kind of looked at it without a biased yeah. eye biased eye and um do you have any examples arctic monkeys yeah, uh cool. they um i forget the name of of um the ma- of the mastermind behind that that band but um he is a, he is a genius mm. um musically and i think um that that that's kind of where i am now and um that's exciting and i think it's just fun to 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 uh, get in, to get into a band you know yeah. and and um play with it there's a lot more power in it physical power like that you can kind of feel the music and if, if i if i do a good job writing the songs in terms of lyrics um there'll be emotional power in it too and 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 i don't think you have to trade one for the other i yeah. think i think i can write a lot of the songs i'm writing now are made for bands and the lyrics and the poetry in it are are some very similar to the, the lyrics i've been writing in the past it's just a different uh sound 
Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I think it's really interesting as an artist uh, because I think a lot of artists are interested in a lot of different art forms. Mm-hmm. And kind of what I've been noticing re- recently with my life is the more tools I add to my toolbox, like the more interesting art I can make. So oh, yeah. buying ab- by being able to do photography and play guitar and play piano and sing and have a band and all this stuff, it kind of eventually will come together into one, like maybe someday you write movies or documentaries about musicians yeah. or something, which you are yeah. in right now yeah. also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that later, but yeah, uh, absolutely. There's always a, a culmination of, 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 uh, of different art forms that can, that can create a, a whole new art form in itself for individuals and, uh, like, um, and philosophies as well. Like you can yeah. incorporate... Uh, certain philosophies into your art, like um, so true. like uh, yeah, uh, like John Cage. He uh, he he was a classical composer and incorporated um, Zen Buddhism, the philosophy of Zen Buddhism, into his uh, into his music, and um, he created a whole new genre or a whole new feeling in in, mm. in music, and it, and it really took off. And like Bob Dylan, in um, in a lot of his poetry, he changed the way he wrote songs. Year after year, he he read um, he read different writers uh, from you know from the 15th century to from like from Shakespeare to Edgar Allan Poe and and he wrote song he wrote different lyrics um, that incorporated uh, the philosophies he learned from from other artists and I think that's really important in growth. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool to talk about kind of religion and philosophy and the mm-hmm. different inspirations behind what we do in the world and then how we as artists like bring those forms of art into the world to create yeah. this like manifestation of our beliefs. Yeah. Um, do you have any like examples in your own life of what guides you in that? Yeah. Area? I, um, I'm personally, I'm not religious, but I'm, I, I'd say I'm, I'm rather spiritual. Yeah. Hard uh, question. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a hard question. Um, um, I believe, I believe in, in emotions and I, and I think that I think God, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what you're 20? Yeah, I'm 20. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm 21. I don't have any answers. And, and you know, I'm. This is kind of off topic, but I, I think I'm extreme. I'm very naive, and mm. I think I think that just comes comes without saying when when somebody is is uh, our is, age. Yeah, when yeah. somebody is in college, and but. Um, and in a lot of my songs, I, I sound kind of sound like I'm on a high horse because mm. because it, it's like. I don't. I don't really know anything about what I'm talking about, and uh, a lot of people are much better with, with uh, talking about it than I am. But um, like in retrospect, I, I I wrote that song in retrospect when I was you know 18. Mm-hmm. And how how in retrospect can you be when you're 18? Right, right. You know, um, you only just gotten like yeah. cognitive ability. Yeah. Know? So it's it's not really in retrospect, but. Um, uh, it's still it's still yeah. a healthy thing to do. That's something I think uh, is really interesting to talk about in terms of our age group and artists and and social media is just like how much pressure there is for us to like have everything figured out and have our art forms figured out and mm-hmm. you know we see on Instagram these artists or musicians or um, p- uh, photographers or videographers who have hundreds of thousands of followers and yeah. they're producing amazing pieces of art and it and I think it's interesting to get into that duality of who are we to really like know these these art forms and be able to produce versus yeah. people who are 70 years old and have lived whole lives you know oh absolutely and and i think um there there's a i think one of the most important to me it's it doesn't ha- really have anything to do with success i've seen 
but I think it's important for your soul to be humble mm. about what you do and 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 know that you you aren't the as an as any any artist should be should take should should be humble about their own art and and acknowledge that there are other artists just like them and um and you know share share the spotlight sometime too you know but um kind of going off what you said uh do you know who Bo Burnham is yeah yeah he's he is great a comedian. great he and and I think he and I think he's he's more than just a comedian I think mm. he's a great um um he's he's very young and and I but I think he has a lot to say about about the world and I think he's 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 a very intelligent person. Yeah. Um he wrote this song called Art is Dead. Yep. And uh and it and it's a, it's a funny it's not it's funny but it's kind of not funny but it, Which is his comedy in a nutshell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it, but he said he he opens a song with uh, this song isn't really funny at all but it helps me sleep at night. And uh and it's a it's a song about how um how artists sometimes are are on their high horse and and they and they kind of you they're kind of appropriate appropriate art um, huh. for something that art shouldn't be uh, used for. And uh, listen to the song, uh, but I can it'll explain it more than I can better than I can. But um, it's a very interesting philosophy. And he actually, I th- I don't think he's he's done comedy or been in the spotlight for for a few years because yeah. he stopped because he said um, I I don't really feel right talking about these things because I know that I'm not really um, that that my views on the world aren't really educated enough because hmm. I'm, I'm too young to be talking about this wow. stuff that's and really that that's really brave I know yeah. it's really brave at, at the same time you know I mean I mean young people change the world because right. like right. in terms of the Who 19 else can bring new ideas. Yeah, yeah and then in terms of the 1960s, with with that generation, with the civil rights generation, Dylan was on the forefront of creating these. Yeah, or John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. brilliant protest songs. Uh, although he'd hate me calling them protest songs, but they were, and they did they did change the world. And he was only 23. Yeah, and uh, you know that's got to say something about young people. But, right. Yeah. And I think that goes back just to circle it all the way back to the beginning, like. It's so important for us to, to follow our passions and put the energy into what we believe in at our young ages because we are the people who, with our art and with our passions, can change the world. Oh yeah, and yeah. and that brings a whole other topic up of 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 youngness in terms of of creativity because because mm-hmm. because I think um, it, when you're young, it's it's very easy to be creative and. Um, and because you're learning new things and your mind is still malleable and your mind is a sponge and, it, and a dry, like well, like I said already, inspiration is very important to creating your own art. And your mind is a sponge when you're young and uh, it, it draws in a lot of ideas and concepts and, and that's, when, that's when art comes to be. Dylan once said, um, Bob Dylan once said, um, when he was younger, it all came from the well, his all of his his music came from the wellspring of creativity, mm. and uh, and I think I think that's a really good point. I, th- I think, and, and you don't you don't always have that wellspring of creativity. Yeah. It, it it does only sometimes when you wake up after a dream. Yeah, that's yeah. true, and, and 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 also it fades when, as you get older. Yeah. Unfortunately, for a lot for most people, because like name name a songwriter that wrote better songs when he's old than when he was young. Right. Um, you know, it 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 it, it fades. Or she. She exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I think it's really important for people to uh, take advantage of of their youth and uh, 
and try to exercise their creativity as much as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So on that note, I want to just ask a few closing questions. Yeah. Uh, what to you does it mean to be authentic? Don't let the audience define you. Uh, don't don't let um, don't let other people uh, don't cater to anybody but yourself. Mm. I, I would say that that that's when that's when art is truly dead. Yeah. Uh, is when is when people are uh, create creating art just for um, for pleasing others and I think you have to be uh, faithful to yourself and I think that's the only person you should be faithful towards is yourself don't 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 cater to the audience yeah <laughs> art comes from the soul for sure exactly yeah yeah okay and then in terms of anything else you'd want to get in there before the end of the podcast um all right created so many tangents yeah. <laughs> already yeah we touched so many yeah things. um no, I can't really. I can't really think of anything. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, and then do you want to, for anyone listening to this, where can they find your work? Oh yeah, so um, yeah, you can find me on Spotify under uh, Ross Wild. Oh wait, maybe I should. Maybe we should talk about that. I was thinking. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah, well, another another quick thing that I should mention is that um, when you're creating your own art, you can choose who you want to be mm. in creating that art. And uh, Totally should have asked about this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he, you, can, um, you can redefine yourself in terms of your name or in terms of, in terms of your appearances and uh, in, term, like in terms of just self-expression. And uh, I changed my name. Uh, my, my, my birth name is, is McNeil, um, Ross McNeil. And, and I, I changed it. One, one reason for it is like I never really saw my Ross McNeil on, a, on any poster or anything. Yeah. Um, and Ross Wilde sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, but it's, it's, sometimes it's easier to create art when you're somebody else. Mm. And sometimes it's easier to, uh, um, it's definitely easier to, um, to be more confident in yourself. Maybe you're not confident in yourself when you're, when you're yourself, but you can create a character that's really confident on stage. And um, you can model it after anybody you want. I modeled mine after Bob Dylan. And, and that, really, that, that really helped me um, in coming, coming to where I am now. Mm. And, um, and I, I just chose Wilde um, from Oscar Wilde, uh, mm. the, the famous writer. Um, but your distant know. ancestor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So Ross Wild. Ross Wild. Spotify. Yeah, you can find me on Spotify. W Y L D E. Um, and uh, I'm also on YouTube and um, Instagram. My Instagram page is the underscore piano man. Great. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, Ross, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for and having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. We'll chat again soon. Sounds good. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Authentic Path podcast. It was super fun for me to record with Ross. Uh, we got to sit down and I actually got to watch him play live, like I mentioned. One person, one person live concert, which was super cool. Definitely a privilege. I hope you learned something about how to write music and how to enjoy art and all of that. In the future, um, there will be an episode coming out once a week instead of three times a week like this week. I think that I will be doing Thursdays, but I'm not totally sure yet. So wait and see for that. Um, and then if you could go check out www.authenticpathpodcast.com, there should be a link to sign up for my newsletter where you will get more information uh, about each podcast. And there you'll get more specific information as well as strategies on how to actually apply what you've heard in the podcast to your own life. So it's a really cool place to check out and I encourage you to do it. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on the Authentic Path Podcast. This is Phelan, signing off for now. Mm-hmm.